This week on Dynasty Domain, we are talking wide receivers. Which ones should you be buying this offseason? And which ones should you be selling? I'm Avery Huffman. I'm here with Nathan Schmidt. Hey, hey. And Simon Denny. Let's ride. Welcome to Dynasty Domain. In case you didn't get the reference there, that was uh, straight from the Broncos social media team where Russell Wilson was doing the promos for the big screen and he said uh, something along the lines of Broncos country, let's ride multiple times. It something along those very lines. Very cringy. I can't yeah, remember the exact yeah. quote, but I think it was something. What was it, Nathan? I can't remember. It was Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, I was something like that. Yeah, um, something. I don't. Yeah, why they put that out there, I don't know. But it was really, really weird. It got me hyped for the Broncos. Oh, I'm sure country. It did. He was very seductive in the way he said it too. I mean, it was, pretty, was. It was pretty odd, actually. Yeah. Let's ride Broncos country. I know, and his, his arms. I was like, "What are you yeah, doing?" Yeah. He looks like he's uh, stranded on an island and he's trying to get the attention of an airplane. Um, regardless, let's start this week with our trade scenario of the week, and this is an interesting one because I am in active negotiations with this deal, and we're going to talk it through, and you guys are going to help me make this decision, and then if I decide to do it, I'm going to send it right now during the podcast, and if you don't, I'm going to tell them to screw off. So, uh, this trade is for my Dynasty Domain 1 team. It's a contending team, uh, and I would be giving away Darren Waller and a late 23 second. My team is fairly good in that league. Um, so I, I would assume my 23 second is going to be late. I would be getting back Zach Ertz, who we've talked about on the show as a very productive option for a contender team. I would also be getting back Brandon Cooks. So essentially, you know, actually, no, Nathan, let's hear, I want to hear your immediate breakdown of this trade. So you go ahead. I've thought about this a lot. Yeah, I have not thought about this a lot, which is why I'm, I'm quite divided. Um, Darren Waller is, is, Good. We we like Darren Waller. We we've seen his upside at the start of last season before he got injured, getting 19 targets. Really, that that first game of the season against the Ravens, where he just went absolute beast mode. Had some injury issues. Was not himself the rest of the year, really. And uh, it was kind of downhill from there. The man is 29 years old. He's kind of on the older side, but again, he's one of those older tight ends that has a little less wear and tear because he literally was non-existent for the first few years of his career. He was actually a wide receiver converted to a tight end. So when I see his age, I kind of see a sort of sort of thing equivalent to Logan Thomas when it's like, yeah, they're older, but I see them lasting a little bit longer or at least maintaining what they're producing right now when they're at their best. So we, st I still personally have Waller ranked in the top six. I think I have him five. Ertz, I think, is quite underrated. And literally, Avery wrote a short on Zach Ertz, and we talked about him last week in the tight ends, um, in the tight end section. He, the gap between Ertz and Waller, in my opinion, in in week to week production. I'm still going to put my money on Waller producing more than Zach Ertz is. Probably, yes. Brandon, as, long as, as long as he's on the field. Brandon Cooks this season is going to do a lot more as a contending piece than a 23-second obviously is for Avery's team. He's worth, I mean, he's worth at bare minimum 223. Yeah, and, and I think with uh, the bare landscape of tight ends and the upside of Zach Ertz and what he's shown that he can do for the last seven years I think the gap between him and Waller can be made up especially on a contending team 
through having Brandon Cooks as a flex option, and that's a really, really safe flex option. I mean, let's be honest, guys. John Mechie is is not going to give Brandon Cooks a run for his money this year. He's not. He's a rookie wide receiver. It takes receivers multiple years to really become that sole number one option. And with Mechie is, and let's be honest, Mechie is not incredibly special. He he went to Alabama. He was what the third option there yeah I, I i think i think really he's he's being bolstered because of his situation like but you're right it, yeah. it takes rookie wide receivers a long time to yes and it's not like they have you know an outstanding quarterback in davis mills throwing him the ball but you know brandon cooks is going to produce with davis mills because number one he's done it he's number two he's done it with worse yeah and the elephant in the room with darren waller is yes we've seen what he can do um with 19 targets but is he realistically going to get 19 targets again with Devontae Adams in sure. Vegas now. Yeah. And that's I think there could be a little bit of growing pains there too when it comes to the connection between Carr and Devontae Adams. Yes, they played in college. They haven't played in a long time. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, but Devontae Adams is also an elite wide receiver. And it's probably not going to take super long for them to really, really get it going. But I see Derek Carr taking a step up as a quarterback in Dynasty this year. And I think a lot of that has to is going to be because of Devontae Adams, not Darren Waller. Yeah, Derek Carr puts up numbers. Did you know that? You mean yellow numbers? Yellow numbers. Yeah, but mid. Regardless, you can't deny okay. that it's very beneficial. So you, so for, you, so you like that trade Vegas. for a contending team? I, I think yeah. When I when I really talked it through there, I like your side. It makes sense for your side, and it really, it makes sense for the Waller second side as well. Yeah. Waller, he's even win- if, he's not winning this year, but he's going to win soon. So. Right, and if and you have a couple years to spare, and de- with Darren Waller, because. Again, he he looks a little bit old, older. I wouldn't be worried about it. So I want to hear your take now. Okay, um, if we're talking straight value wise, I think there's a winner um, because Brandon Cooks and a twenty three first is fair. Yes. Uh, are you talking about? Yeah, one one for one trade. Yes. Yes. Zach Ertz and Darren Waller is nothing close to a one for one trade. No, but what's the difference between them? It's not a first. No, so but, it's, I, it's I, but I'm second, saying right? so. So the team, yes, but you're already getting that seconds value in Brandon Cooks. So I think if you're talking straight value, like if if you assigned a value to every asset on a team, the team getting the Darren Waller in second side is winning. Probably, yeah. But as a contending team, you got to pay the price to contend. So sure. you are obviously getting a leg up on the points that you're going to get this year, because Darren Waller has produced you know in 2020 he put up 17.4 points per game last year in 11 games he almost out targeted and had more receiving yards than Zach Ertz but Zach Ertz just got a huge upgrade on his situation and you could see him putting up 14 15 points per game I think their numbers will be comparable this year yes I don't feel like I'm taking a step down there you go that's where you make up that lost value if we even if you want to call it that um, and Brandon Cooks has, over the last seven, what, seven years, has put up 1,000 yards every year except for the year he was hurt and played, like, what, 13 or 14 games? I mean, he's put up consistently 13, 14, 15, 16 points per game. So if you're talking a contending team, yes, I would do the trade. So you But I would also... Do completely take Darren Waller in a second if I was sending away Zach Ertz and, a, and Brandon Cooks on a rebuilding team. 
So it's fairly even then. Yes, I mean I think it, it's a trade that makes sense for both teams. Yeah, the, it's a really it's a good trade. It's a smart trade for both sides. Yeah, the nice thing about having Waller out as as a rebuilding team is I wouldn't necessarily even be set on holding on to Waller because keep in mind his contract is up in 2023. He's got two more seasons on his deal as opposed to Ertz having three, and he just signed that big deal with uh, Arizona. Waller, value wise. As a singular player, you can get a lot more out of him if you're a rebuilding team than you can Zach Ertz alone or Brandon Cooks alone. So having Waller, acquiring him, and then being able to flip him for some more significant value I think is a really good, probably a smart move rather than trying to flip straight-up Ertz or straight-up Cooks. So I'm contending in this league. You guys know my team and you know the other teams in this league. So you think I should take this deal? Yeah, after talking it through, Simon. I think it makes the most sense for you. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It, it really just comes to your um, philosophy on do you want studs or depth? Because, I mean, if you're just talking Brandon Cooks is going to be on your bench and now you're going to be starting Zach Ertz instead of Darren Waller, absolutely not. But we know with COVID and injuries and all that, Brandon Cooks would start. He'd be my last. Okay, flex. then there you go. Yeah, and you get it really solid because I've got DeAndre option. Hopkins out for the first eight games of this year. Yeah, go. and that's that's another big thing too for you. DeAndre Hopkins commands a lot of targets when he's on the field. He's not on the field for the first six games. That brings up Ertz's play and yep. opportunity significantly. Waller going straight into going straight into the year this season, his opportunity is going to go down. It just is. You cannot look over Devontae Adams. You can't. You just can't. So, Avery, I think the consensus is with your team situation, we'd be fine with that. It's not like I'm not like, oh, smash accepting one side or the other. Sure. I'm saying that that really sounds great for both sides, and I think you're giving up what's necessary to acquire you your guys, assets. You guys would take Brandon Cooks over Hunter Info? Yeah. 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 Stop. Nathan, Stop being Nathan, silent. What do you think? <laughs> I, what do I think? I think, yeah. I'd take Brandon Cooks <laughs> over Renfro. Uh, yes, we noticed. Because, um, I mean, Hunter Renfro's 26. Playing, yes, playing it, with a better quarterback. Yeah. He's a better. He has just signed an extension. Brandon Cooks will be 29. He's as on a bad offense with a worse quarterback. Sure. And he's play, but he's played eight but years. But he's. Yes. Um, Not I to think it's really close. He's literally the first option as opposed to the third option. Yes, uh, yeah. we understand, but I mean, how many points are the Texans really going to be scoring? Correct. Okay, um, I thought well, for another day, but yeah, but y- y- that's kind of what I'm facing right now. And part of it is the decision between Renfro and Cooks makes me not want to take it because I'm so unsure. But uh, moving on, let's get into wide receivers. So this is going to be a good episode here because, well, no, all of our episodes are good. But this one's going to be super good because wide receivers are consistently the most fun position group, in my opinion, to talk about in Dynasty. I think they're the position group that holds the most value uh over long periods of time uh you pretty much know once you've got a superstar wide receiver you pretty much know what you're getting when you draft them uh and their values fluctuate a lot for for assets that hold their value as well as they do i mean especially in a season where uh or an off season where wide receivers have been moved around like crazy and there have been a lot of changes to our rankings so we're going to go through the CRBS team. We're going to talk about some guys that are buys, some guys that are sells. Um, 
we'll just kind of see how this plays itself out. But let's just kind of start at the top here. Uh, newsflash, Justin Jefferson has surpassed Jamar Chase on Keep Trade Cut for wide receiver one. Yeah, we'll see how what it's like tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, you never know. But still, progress, right? Progress in the world. Yes. Slifting. Um, I said slifting, but nah, I'll just shut up. Uh, anyways, Justin Jefferson, we obviously have him at number one. We do have Justin Jefferson in his own tier still. That is significant. I think usually, it is usually one two Jamar Chase is either or one two. We're pretty adamant about Justin Jefferson being the first overall. I think I would. I think I'm. Yeah. I still think I'm there. Do you? Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk Shoney can he can w- uphold that. But I mean, I just I mean, I legit think it, I think Justin Jefferson could end up at the end of his career being one of the better wide receivers of all time. I mean, if he continues what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he, he literally he's talented enough. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he's the best r- rookie wide receiver ever because it took Jamar Chase an extra game to break the record. <laughs> That's true. He yeah. literally had to play the first quarter of the extra game to be the record. And Justin Jefferson, didn't he miss two games at the beginning of his season? I forget. Yeah, I don't even... I think he did. I don't know. Nonetheless, Justin well, Jefferson... He, he was irrelevant for the for the first few games of the season, remember? He yeah. started... Um, shoot, where did, did, they, did they start him in the slot? I don't remember. He was... Yeah, that was kind of the gripe against yeah, him coming out of college. Yeah, and then they moved him. Regardless, uh, you know, incredible talent and monster ceiling and a pretty high floor too so you can't go wrong there but then in our next tier of guys not really a ton of buys here either there is one that i want to highlight though our next tier is going to be jamar chase cd lamb and aj brown and the guy who just jumps off the page here as a buy is going to be aj brown because and i guess i get this but his value has fallen quite significantly since his trade to the eagles and and i the concerns are with jalen hurts but and being around Devonta Smith and and Goddard, which is, you know, an upgrade from the weapons he was around in Tennessee. So so it's a concern about his target share. However, his 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 numbers are amazing. AJ Brown's. I mean, you're talking about yards per out run. You're talking about his catch radius. I mean, his target share in in Tennessee. His efficiency. The man is a spectacular NFL prospect a spectacular NFL wide receiver and the thing with these Philadelphia wide receivers I think the only way that Jalen Hurts definitely 100% gets benched next year is if the Eagles suck and if they suck that bad something tells me that they might get a promising young QB in next year's draft so that's kind of a fallback with taking some of these Philly receivers who have fallen is even if Jalen Hurts really, really sucks, I think there's a good chance there that Philly actually goes and gets a while. And then you have A.J. Brown with a young stud in a very good 23 class throwing him the ball for a long time. A.J. Brown is how 24 still? He's 25. He just turned yeah. 25. Happy birthday, A.J. But yeah, AJ, we were just hanging out the other day. I forgot. He yeah, told me that. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he's a cool dude. He's, he's a cool dude. But, you know, keep Trey Cut. He, he's he's wide receiver seven. Uh, he's going behind Jalen Waddle still in keep Trey Cut. And that's just one I can't do. Oh, no. I mean, it's amazing how much they'll short people for, for being traded to a different team. And we've seen that with, with the Dolphins and, and Philly wide receivers this year. But... Um, well, yeah. Give me your thoughts on AJ Brown. We've talked about it a lot, but you, Nathan, you I mean you got him this year straight up for a first, a single first. Yeah, it was the it was the one hundred and one. 
I paid the price. It was Brees Hall. I paid a high-end lottery ticket for a proven stud in A.J. Brown, who is a top six dynasty wide receiver. I had no problem with that. Simon said, give me Brees Hall. Simon, I disagree. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Whatever. That's not the point. We're not talking about Brees Hall. I think all of us can, ab- can agree that A.J. Brown is being a bit faded right now. Oh, yeah. And the value that you can get get for him at this point when he's worth multiple firsts is you, you can get him for less than that. And yards, uh, interesting thing, yards per route run here, he uh, last season was number seven in the league with 2.7 yards mm-hmm. per route run. While being injured. While being injured. Often. That's yeah. amazing. And Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is crap garbage trash at, yeah, at football. You ready? I have the stats pulled up. Do it. I want it. So okay. Give it to me. So the biggest gripe for A.J. Brown was that he was going from Tennessee, who was like, what, 31st in the league for pass attempts per game, to the only team worst. So there's 32 teams in the league, everyone. But but the other thing is, I don't think Philly will be worse next yes. year. But, yeah. but here we go. He That was everyone saying, yeah, he's going to a team with the only team with possible attempts, like fewer possible attempts. And now he all of a sudden has target competition, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. But if we're talking quarterback, who is, by the way, the person who throws the ball to the wide receiver? The guy that says hut? Yep, that guy. Whoa. Jalen Hurts, this is a big stat in QBs. We all know this. Adjusted yards per attempt, right? It kind of is indicative of a quarterback's success. I know all about this stat. He had 6.7 yards per attempt, adjusted yards per attempt, which was 15th in the league. Ryan Tannehill was 6.1 for 22nd. So you're right there seeing an immediate... Jalen Hurts is not that significant of a down tier from... No. If he's a down tier at all. He's not a down tier. Ryan Tannehill is butt. He is. I mean, like... I hope I hope I hope there are Titans fans yes. listening to this. Your team is sad. Oh my Your quarterback gosh, the Titans is trash. Are the worst. Oh, talk yeah. about being a one seed and then just completely crapping down <laughs> in the playoffs. Yes. No, I mean And Tannehill throwing an interception on the first play of a playoff. AJ Brown has Boom. yes, he has more target competition, but he has significantly more upside in Philadelphia because there's a better offense and he has way more upside with this new quarterback. I think we'd officially label AJ Brown as a buy. Oh yes, please. Even so, even though our, the CRBST is not technically giving us that 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 really good rating we want to say somebody's a hard buy, I think AJ Brown's a hard buy. Yes, you're going to get him for not astronomical prices, and you probably should be paying. I also do have prices. one request moving forward. My girlfriend has requested that anytime we talk about a player, we say what team they play for, because she listens to every episode. AJ Brown plays for the Eagles. There you go. <laughs> So does Devontae Smith. I don't think we can do that for every player. <laughs> I don't know. Because we're not catering to that, we're um, not catering that audience. Drake London That's true. plays for the Georgia Falcons, by the way. Okay, moving on. Hey, 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 hey. I don't want to move on yet. Can I say one more thing about A.J. Brown? No. Okay, thank you. So, A.J. Brown, if his quarterback situation is better from a fantasy perspective... Absolutely. We don't like Jalen Hurts, but it is a better situation from a fantasy but we perspective. Hate Tannehill. The, the the only reason people are fading AJ Brown is because of Devontae Smith. But you know what seems a little bit wrong about that is people at the same time are fading Devontae Smith for the move as well. I think that should not be happening. Okay, AJ Brown last yeah. year. Let let's just talk about real quick how good of an actual receiver that AJ Brown is. In the man, in the man versus the zone, his win rate in the man versus the man is forty six point eight percent. His target rate is thirty five point five percent, twenty nine point five percent in the zone. That's his. That's his target numbers. rate. That is insane. That was number two in the league, in the NFL. 
Who? Devontae? A.J. Brown. Oh, it's A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. 29.5% target rate. If you think he's not going to command in targets in Philly, like, I, I don't know... Jalen Hurts was a was a key facilitator, but you can say it's horse crap or not. Jalen Hurts wanted AJ Brown in Philly, and he wanted him bad. I think there's a reason too. I think I think Jalen Hurts loves what Devonta Smith has to offer. But I said this before the draft when my prediction was that they'd go out and get Traylon Burks. If they get that big-bodied receiver, that that target-commanding receiver to play and complement Devonta Smith, I think it would make Jalen Hurts' job a lot easier. And I think Jalen Hurts has the arm and the volume to be able to support at least two, you know, not two wide receiver ones, but a wide receiver two and maybe a low-end wide receiver one or something like that. He can support a wide receiver who is literally winning the routes and getting open. That's what quarterbacks get paid to do is throw to the open man. His win rate is 45%. So on forty five percent of his routes, he's open. And and think about this too. And I, I know the, the the amount of weapons in Philadelphia are a concern for many people. Uh, that target share is going to be super concentrated because you have Goddard and you have Smith and you have Brown. And then Miles Sanders is not necessarily a pass catching back. So who's left? Like seriously, their their receiver depth after that. I mean, what Quez Watkins? Jalen Rager, dude. Jalen Rager. Don't forget Jalen Rager, I, I mean, first round pick from twenty twenty. It, it's dude. it's a very similar similar situation to what I think of when I think of the Raiders. You have Devonte Adams, you have Darren Waller, you have Hunter Renfro, and a, a more capable pass catching back in Josh Jacobs. But outside of those three guys and four, if you count Josh Jacobs, the Raiders have nobody. Their their wide receiver depth is abysmal, and the, the Eagles are are very similar. And and pull the stuff off the table yeah, Simon yeah. but the Eagles are very similar I mean they don't have very many people behind these guys that are going to be catching these passes from Jalen Hurts a quarterback who I think is capable of throwing some high volume uh, numbers in yeah maybe eventually but okay so one one tool we do like to use is redraft ADP every once in a while we compare yes we've always done that yep um, it's on our CRBST which we advertise for pretty much every week is we kind of cross-reference that with our dynasty rankings to find out how these players might perform this upcoming season. We were just talking earlier about how AJ Brown is being ranked under Jalen Waddle on Keep Trade Cut, right? <laughs> Behind him. AJ Brown in redraft ADP is going as wide receiver 11. That's a wide receiver 1. He's only okay. He he's less than a year and a half older. Than Jalen Waddle, who's going as wide receiver fifteen. So I mean, why one of them has proven that they can command this elite workload, and they both have just as much target competition, right? Jalen Waddle has Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown has Devonte Smith. There's a year and a half between them. For me, that's enough to go with the guy who's just proven that he can already do it. Not only go with him, but that is just that's inexcusable. Oh, I it don't just, think it's inexcusable. Yeah, it is. No, everything it, everything has to be perfect or completely no, utterly no. That's pretty inexcusable. Yeah. I'm not gonna die on a hill for AJ Brown, but I will say, like, but you'll die. Be on a realistic. Small is Tua really going to be a better fantasy quarterback this year than Jalen Hurts is? They have similar situations though. Jalen Waddle has Tyreek Hill and Mike Gesicki. Sure, I, AJ Brown has Devonta Smith. Yeah, and but Dallas that's Goddard. the thing. Tyreek Hill is like so much better than Devontae Smith when it comes to production and the targets that he demands. Yeah, and I... Likely so, yes. And I do think that, that Jalen Hurts is probably going to outproduce Tua this year. I like to have... And that's a whole different discussion. But regardless, we like A.J. Brown. We like his value. And even though it's not spitting him out as a buy, obviously I think there's a lot to be said about 
the price you're getting AJ Brown for right now compared to his value, his actual fantasy value. Uh, Cooper Cup didn't come in as a buy after that, but this next group of, group of guys, uh, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, and Stephon Diggs, there really is one buy that we have here in this in this tier two, and it ain't Cup and it ain't, and it ain't Debo. It's going to be so we're going to talk about Stephon Diggs, and this is one I just I guess I don't understand. Um, you have a proven productive wide receiver one tied to maybe the best quarterback in the entire NFL. I mean, in Josh Allen. Yep, you said it. And somehow, somehow his wide receiver one, who is absolutely 100% proven capable in dynasty wide receiver one, who's how old is Stephon? 27? No, he's 28. 28 years old. So we're talking five productive years left, being drafted in the 10-12 range. Nathan, please pull up Stephon Diggs and his contract situation. That is literally what I'm doing right now. This that is pretty is stunning, Avery. I don't oh, know if you know this. My gosh. Are you ready? He is under contract through 2027. Four years, $96 million was the contract that he just signed this offseason on top of the two years that he has left. In his existing contract. I mean, people who are taking... Steph- Six People years. taking Stefan over Debo, I'm not yelling at them. No. No. I'm not, not at this point, no. Is the I draw clear. the line at Ke- Cooper Cup. That's, yes. Oh, I agree. Yeah. But Stefan is the clear number one offense on a top... Clear. Top five. Yes, absolutely clear. Top three. Top, yeah, top three offense in the NFL. Top three With a top three quarterback. It's, it's proven. crazy. A proven veteran. And he's going... So low in dynasty. Where where is he going on keep trade cut? Ten. He's going twelve in dynasty ADP. So so and we've and we've we've been asked to kind of give the opposing arguments to some of these to some of these situations. Yes. What's the opposing argument for Stephon Diggs here? Gabe Davis. I'm not sure. <laughs> that no, literally is the yes. No, it's not. Gabe no. Davis and age. All right. There's no the, way. All right. His I, age. There just, you go. Just in case, I'll do a sh- I'll do a short plug here. If you are shorting Stephon. Middle name I don't know Diggs for Gabe Davis. Stop. Okay, go. Okay, Devonte Adams. He's he's going to be thirty this season, right? Stephon sure. Diggs will be twenty nine. A year older. Stephon Diggs will be twenty nine this season. Yes, he will. Okay. He's twenty eight yeah. and a half right now. They are a year apart, and Devonte Adams is one. He's ahead of him on. Keep trade cut and eighty uh, and on the dynasty ADP right now, like right now while I'm saying this. But there's a year apart, and one of them is clearly with the better quarterback, the better long term situation, and so much less less target competition. So when you say like, what is the case for not Stephon Diggs? I really don't know. We I remember. Um, we put out a poll on Twitter like three weeks ago on saying Stefan Diggs is clearly over DK Metcalf, even in Dynasty, and I do not care. And I said this. I was the one saying this. And people were saying, no, 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 there's the age difference. There's a four-year age difference. But sometimes you got <laughs> people were saying, okay, I get this. Here's their argument. Chase the talent over the situation. But this is one situation where Stefan Diggs is projected to be the wide receiver four in redraft ADP this next year. Wide receiver four. DK Metcalf is not even in a, he's not even close. You have to scroll and scroll and scroll before you come to him at wide receiver 25. And people are taking him over him in they're taking DK over Stefan Diggs in Dynasty just because there's a four year age gap. 
that we'll, I, we'll, we'll I get can't to, get there. We'll get, to, we'll get to DK, but DK is a sell in our model. And and honestly, like I get that he's a good value. He has so he has a lot of upside. I get that. But you're comparing him to a guy who's tied to Josh Allen and has no target competition. He, yeah, he will win you your leagues for the next three years. Yeah. And you know what's funny about fading a guy like Stephon Diggs, one who's 29 years old? I don't think many people are fading Devontae Adams, who's literally older than him. And no. there, are, there are so many wide receivers here, like Simon said. Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, uh, I mean, heck, even Debo, AJB. Like, these guys are on teams where their their QBs are not even close to the ability that Josh Allen has in Buffalo. And you think you think that Miami is going to be able to support Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle like Josh Allen can support Stephon Diggs alone? No. 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 Stephon Diggs. No, thank you. I think what no. is, where are we projecting Stephon Diggs in terms of points this year? Like top three? In wide receivers, you have, I I would put Cooper uh, Cup up there. I would put Jamar Chase and Justin. Jo- so three yeah, or four. Probably, I'd say top five. Definitely top six. Definitely top seven. Which is where we have him at seven. No, I think production wise, I would not be surprised if he's in the top three. Yeah, but, but we're talking about our dynasty six. rankings, not our. Projection. I know. I'm, I'm yeah. just saying though, like if you're talking about short, this is this guys listeners who who would take DK over over Stephon Diggs. This is why dynasty is easy for people sometimes. Because honestly, this really is not one that you should overthink. Age matters in Dynasty. I get it. You're keeping players long term. But you know at the wide receiver position, you're going to get proven production. That's going to last you for a while. You're well into the early 30s. Okay? There's there's no sign that Stephon Diggs is slowing down. Just You're overthinking this because DK Metcalf is young and he is big and... He, in all honesty, he's not impressed all that much since he's he's been in the NFL compared to how much hype he's got. And he now has Drew Poop throwing the ball to him. And his quarterback situation is abysmal. He's playing with Lockett and Font, who I think aren't pushovers when it comes to target share. Yeah. And now Kenneth Walker, who I think, I I mean, you you really don't think the Seahawks are going to run even long term? Stephon Diggs is twenty eight years old, and that is not a selling point for a wide receiver like this. I had a great awakening. I just discovered why Stefan Diggs is uh, being ranked a little bit lower on Buffalo. It's because Buffalo drafted James Cook. I was literally about to say, if you are shorting Stefan Diggs because of James Cook, I am telling you, you cannot play Dynasty football anymore. You cannot do it. You can't. I quit. <laughs> don't ever. Don't. Don't do it. I was being a little bit sarcastic. I'm yes, not we being know. I'm being hundred um, percent. Honestly. Cooper Cup is valued as dynasty wide receiver four at the same age as Stephon Diggs, and I could see them finishing very similarly next year. Cooper Cup has absolutely yeah. There you go. I mean, it's not like Cooper Cup is going to replicate his success from this year. That was that was no. He's in, he's incredible. But he's so going to have a great Stephon. year. Stephon is a very good receiver tied to a better better. Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Matt Stafford. Yeah. Better, he opens up better, the offense so much more. They have a better yeah. Guys, Anyways. don't overthink this. If if you can get Stephon Diggs. If you can move DK Metcalf for Stephon Diggs, who that's plays a, for that's the Bills, a, that's by the a way, that's a good the Buffalo Bills. Yes, I forgot to say that. That's a good move. If you can trade DK Metcalf for Stephon Diggs plus, and you're contending, you have hit a grand slam trade for your team. It is. I'm looking to trade guys like Jalen Waddle, uh, Tyree Kill, even Devonte Adams, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, 
If I'm moving those guys for Stefan and getting something on top, you are winning dynasty football. You're winning dynasty football. Yeah. I mean, even, I hate to say it, I've been the biggest advocate, but even T. Higgins. Oh, yes. Dude, for a contending team, it makes sense. It does, because you can get something on top and something big at that. Oh, yeah. that's what you were doing. That you were doing. Yeah, tea. I was doing nice. a T sign. I, was like, I thought yeah. you were saying timeout. Tea. No, no, no. Just, just T. Right, we should talk about. Let's tea. shut up. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Let's shut up about Stefan. But man, go get him. That is so smart. Uh, let's talk about T Higgins. Not a buy or a sell. Still somebody we like, but we have him. We technically he's a sell in our rankings, and we have him high. I mean, we're valuing him fairly high now. We do have him at, behind Stefan at number eight. We still can't put him that high. Um, we're not necessarily crapping on people who do, but it is it does get a little bit murkier, I think, as you move him higher, but we've talked about T a ton in the last month and a half, so we won't spend a whole lot yeah. of time here. And nothing really new with T Higgins Nothing either. new. Not really a buy, not really a sell. Same with Jalen Waddle, same with Tyreek Kill, guys we've all talked about recently. Uh, this one I like. Deontay Johnson is a soft sell in, in our model, but he's definitely a guy where I'm always doing price checks on Deontay Johnson because I do think he's somebody who is is, you know, undervalued so so I, I would put him as a soft buy and, and you know c- yeah. looking at where we have him ranked at 11 compared to keep trade cut at 15 it's not a huge difference but at the same time there are a lot of people that are going to value him in the 17 to 20 range and honestly that's pretty absurd because and we'll get to some of these other Steelers wide receivers there too but Deontay Johnson I has done nothing but produce and prove that he belongs I'm not exactly sure why people are short I mean quarterback situation maybe hasn't that improved Exactly my point. Yeah. I mean, he, he's one of those. I, I don't know if it's so much Deontay being undervalued as it is the guys directly, what how we would say, directly under him being overvalued. Like um, Maybe, yeah. George Pickens? N- no, no. We're talking immediately DK in the dynasty rankings. Drake London. Uh, I see. Yes. I see. So like the guys we have below him, DK, Drake London, Michael Pittman, um, those guys are being valued over him on keep trade cut and in this the DLF ADP that we use, um, and we'll talk about those guys soon. But I think all three of us have kind of come around to Deontay Johnson is a value in dynasty drafts. He's insane. Absolutely. I mean, because yeah. where are you getting him now? I mean, fifth or sixth round. Yeah. Where you, uh, let me I check. Has he even gone in that in the in the domain seven league? I think we, I snagged uh, him in the sixth round. By I, the way, I have a lot of shares of him. Members of domain seven. Welcome to the club. Welcome. We are glad to have you. And if you are interested in getting into a league, go to DynastyDomain.com. And we have a short uh, Google Forms there. And we open up a league every time we get you know enough people. We, we had about 12 people sign up in the last week or so. So yep. if you want to get in a league, go in and fill out that form. We'll open up another one as soon as we get enough people. And, and we have a lot of fun in our leagues. Yes. But. And in this Domain 7 startup draft that we're doing right now, Deontay Johnson went at... Where do you think he went, guys? Just just throw it out. The 510. I'd say beginning of the sixth. Yeah, I mean, that is crazy to say. We have him wide receiver 12. He went at the 5-12 as the wide receiver 6-17 off the board. Behind DJ Moore. Oh, come on. Mike Evans. Garrett Wilson. What? Michael Pittman. No. Drake London. Michael Pittman? Evans? Yes. Michael Michael Pittman? Yeah. (sighs) So that is... I mean, I mean, we're Colts fans, and that's a little that's bit. That's pretty bad. That's, oh yeah, that's pretty rich, man. Michael Pittman. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> he's not that. Anyways, so so I, I thought it was a stellar pick by yes. the guy that took him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Belichick's mind game is his name. 
<laughs> smart guy. That was funny. Are you yeah, sure smart? He's Deontay, and again, I don't think... Um, I mean, we've talked about this before. Simon and I are not Deontay Johnson lovers, but you can't look over the fact that he's put up wide receiver one numbers the last two years. And I don't think having him at the wide receiver 11, wide receiver 12 range as a low-end wide receiver one in Dynasty, I, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibilities that he doesn't put up wide receiver one numbers this coming season. But really, I mean, I don't see how he doesn't put up high-end wide receiver two numbers. And if he does, and he ends up leaving Pittsburgh like we suspect for a better situation, his his value doesn't get worse because of that. I mean, do people think his value it, or his production was tied to Ben Roethlisberger? Like, I, no. don't, I guess I don't see... No. <laughs> I think people Best do, case though. scenario, he leaves. Uh, that Worst is, case, I mean, he stays... And keeps doing what he's what been was, doing. What was Ben Roethlisberger offering in terms of uh, in terms of arm talent for Deontay Johnson that somebody's not going to immediately step in and give Deontay Johnson? Because Ben Roethlisberger was an extreme liability for the Pittsburgh Steelers passing offense last year, and the fact that Deontay Johnson could produce the way he did with Ben Roethlisberger at under center there for the Steelers, to me that's quite impressive, and it and it tells me that if you know, I think at the very least he's going to have a lateral move at quarterback. And if he does end up going somewhere else and getting a new contract somewhere else, I mean, he proved it on a bad offense. The Steelers were not good last year. The Steelers were not good last year. And he, they, and Deontay Johnson still produced. So I think we've always kind of ranked Deontay Johnson a little bit higher than the consensus, but I think it's one that we'll, we'll stick with um, this time too. And, and moving down into the next tier, we have Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, and DK Metcalf. We have a buy here and we have a sell here. So... Uh, the two guys who are nothing, DJ Moore, we have him valued at wide receiver 14, and that seems to be where, about where he's valued pretty much everywhere. It's kind of it's kind of crazy he just kind of settles into that uh, high-end wide receiver two range, but a guy that um, is, has been super productive with a lack of quarterback arm talent. And then Devontae Adams, who we have at number 12, and he's kind of fallen into the low wide receiver one uh, value range, uh, even though, you know, he's he is... Yeah, will likely probably, be a wide, top probably, five. Yeah. And probably the best receiver in the league last year. I mean, he was incredible yeah, last he's, year. Yeah, he's insane. No one can stop him. The age is getting now to a point where you can probably start looking to move off of him. I mean, his value is going to start going down a little bit. And, and honestly, the QB situation got worse between the MVP and Derek Carr. So, um, and, le- and more target competition, too. So it's hard not to put him there. Obviously, he was higher than this earlier this offseason. But number 12, he's not a buyer. So let's get into our sell first. Our sell is going to be... DK Metcalf, a guy we just talked about, and a guy that we really think that a lot of people are basing their opinion on based on his measurables. There's not a lot going for DK Metcalf that makes me think that you can be drafting him as the wide receiver eight, and it'd be justified at that point. So let's try to look. Let's do this again. Let's try to look at the opposing side here. What are what are the pros for taking DK Metcalf as a top ten dynasty wide receiver here? Tyler Lockett is about to be done. And he's bald because he's thirty, and and DK and is Kenneth Gainwell. No, is Kenneth Gainwell Ga- is Kenneth on the Gainwell Eagles. Sh- I'm not sure he's going to mean anything. Sorry, sorry, not game. Oh my gosh, Kenneth Walker. Ken Walker, yes, we know our stuff. Oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. <laughs> Ken Walker. Why would Ken Walker be a pro? That's what I'm saying. Like I, yeah, not no. sure. Um, give it to me, Simon. DK. 24 years old 
In his Great. first two seasons, mm-hmm. well, I, oh, he's played three seasons now. Can you believe that? He's 24 and he's played three seasons. Well, and that's the thing. He's young, but he's actually played a couple of years. So, yeah. so he's got a lot left in the tank, but not as much as a normal 24-year-old wide receiver. 24 no. year old wide receiver. Go ahead. He's In three seasons, he's topped 3,000 yards and has put up 29 touchdowns through the air. I mean, So with, he's with a, Russ. 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. 10 touchdowns a year. That's good. That is very, very good. So where has he finished in, in, in PPR leagues in his first three years? Um, I'm, I can't see that. I can see the fantasy points per game from where I'm looking on a Player Profiler. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up. But while, while I'm pulling it up here, let me just talk about uh, Metcalf's situation when it comes to quarterbacks. Let, let's look at the flip side while we're looking at his points per game over the last three years. Metcalf is playing with what we're going we're gonna to assume. Let's just assume that Drew Locke is the starting quarterback come the start of the season. Has Drew Locke ever in his career supported a wide receiver one? No. No. Has it, let's say, best case scenario, let's say Baker ends up in Seattle. Has yeah. Baker ever in his career supported a wide receiver one? <laughs> I don't believe so, no. No, no, no. no. Do you know what Seattle is going to depend on? They're going to depend on their run game. Yeah, they have Chris Carson, who's probably fantasy yeah, irrelevant, he's, he's but he's done. Chris Carson. Penny has some relevance. Penny is relevant, and then they just Walker is. They very just relevant. got Walker in the early second round. They're clearly making. You're right. They're clearly making. That they didn't bring on Drew Locke shift. to replace Russell Wilson. I can tell you that. Okay, so with a lot of other players, sometimes the three of us will look ahead and say, "Okay, DK has one year left on his contract, his rookie deal. He's yep. a second round pick. There's no fifth fifth year option." Where does he go? He has nowhere to go except for up. Because if if we're saying Seattle is one of the worst situations in the league, as a 25-year-old wide receiver next year, won't he be signing into a better situation? Or, just like we say with some of these other bad situations, okay, so we were just saying about A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts busts out of the league, right? Or he won't ever be, he won't be out of the league. Jalen Hurts is bad. Eagles get a high draft pick. They get a better quarterback. Even better. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, stocks going up because they just got a new rookie quarterback that's going to be amazing. D.K. Metcalf has that kind of same safety yes, belt. That That is the main thing for there me. There you go. So that's his argument is because if, if the Seahawks are that bad, D.K. gets a better quarterback if he stays in Seattle. If they're that bad, yes, he has an off year, but he's still 25 and he's going somewhere else with a better situation. Okay. So it, I see the argument for him. Yeah, and I we all too. do. He's I think, produced. I think the fail-safe argument is the best one here. I do think there's a very good chance the Seahawks will suck this year and then they're going to draft a quarterback. And then, boom, you have DK Metcalf on his second contract, long-term, big money. There you go. A guy that has produced. He has been a wide receiver one twice in PPR leagues over his first three years. Honestly, you look for guys like that and and – but when they skyrocket up this high, they're not really a buy either. So while no. we have him as a sell, I think DK Metcalf right now is a He's guy a that I'm probably holding. Yeah, but that's, you agree? That's, yeah, I agree with that. His um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And, and and the buy here is is going to be Chris Godwin. And I think the concern right now with Godwin, the main concern is here actually a couple, and they're valid. Uh, Tom Brady's a one year rental. Uh. He's coming off an ACL, which is not a huge deal, but but I think in his situation, since it was a late ACL, people are expecting him to miss some time this year. So for a contending roster, that could be problematic. I guess outside of that, I don't see a whole lot because I think Chris Godwin, and talent-wise, is one of the more talented wide receivers in the entire NFL. Yeah, here's my question. Can I just interrupt real quick? No. Yes. Um, <laughs> Chris Godwin playing on the Tampa Bay Bucks with Tom Brady. Great. Let's see. If he misses the beginning of the year, 
What's the difference between him not giving you that many points contending and DK not giving you that many points contending? If, because if people are drafting DK, who's not as good as Chris Godwin, knowing that he's not going to provide that much to you contending, why are you not drafting Chris Godwin for the same reason? Because you're saying DK's situation can only get better. Can't Chris Godwin's situation just... Yes, he's he might be wide receiver 30 on the year because he misses six games. Won't he come back and have a better situation at some point so you're kind of looking look to this look to the future for both of them don't just see Godwin being out for the maybe half the year and say I don't want him because DK is not going to produce for the whole year because he's going to have a bad quarterback I don't know I don't think I, Godwin at least will come back for the playoffs and show out I've said this before I don't think if the Bucks when the when Tom Brady leaves the Bucks I don't think the Bucks are going to fold so, no. so I think Godwin stays. Godwin, guys, Chris Godwin's only 26 years old. I mean, you're yep. talking about a guy you think you might think is old, but he's actually not that old. And, you know, I, I think in terms of um, value, like getting him where he's going in star drafts right now compared to how much production he will give you with Tom Brady when he comes back and the talent potential and the potential production you could get from him even after Brady leaves. Yeah, I see the question mark after Brady leaves, and I understand Godwin shredded his knee. He, like, destroyed it at the end of this last season. I'd count on him to make a comeback. He's he's one of the most elite NFL receivers, and, like, that is according to multiple coaches from Tampa and from other, like, defensive teams in the NFL that have had to play against him. They're, like, Godwin is a game plan wrecker. Now, Looking past Brady, let let's play. Let's say Brady only plays this last this coming season, and then he's done. Um, I've heard this is so far down the road. It's, it feels like it's so far down the road based on what's happened just in the last few months with all of the quarterback moves. But I have heard word, and this seems like an interesting match about Kirk Cousins actually ending up uh, with the Bucks, which is he he was a target for the Bucks after Brady. Uh, retired and, his, and before his extension he came back. is not that long. And his extent, no, it's literally one year, thirty-five million. He is not a lock in Minnesota at all. I Minnesota's team situation this coming season is uh, a brand new coaching staff. Zimmer's gone, and they haven't made the playoffs in a bit. They they haven't really had much success in the postseason with Kirk Cousins, with the loaded offense that the Bucks have, and Kirk Cousins sliding in there. We've seen what he can do supporting Thielen and Justin Jefferson. He will do just fine in dynasty Absolutely. football production with with Mike Evans and Godwin. So look beyond Brady being in Tampa for a year or so. And I, I still think, like like we've said, and like Avery said, the future is probably still going to be bright. The Bucks aren't going to be stupid. They've signed these guys to long-term contracts for a reason. They signed Godwin because they want him on when Brady is gone. And you don't pay those guys big money if you're just going to fold. Yeah, absolutely. I, and and the, if the Kirk, the Kirk Cousins hypothetical, if that were to happen... Yes, you know, and I think it's a good example, though. It's, even if it's not Kirk Cousins, if it's somebody, they bring in anybody productive. Kirk, Jim, Jimmy Kirk, G. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is an example, though. And Jimmy G's an example. Jimmy G supported a wide receiver one. Yep. It doesn't take a whole lot. If the wide receiver talent is good enough, it does not take a lot. I mean, Jameis Winston supported Chris Godwin as a wide receiver one. And Mike Evans the and same year. And Mike Evans in yeah. the same year. Chris Godwin was a wide receiver two in points per game that year. I he mean, can do it with his anyone. His ceiling is ridiculous. Yeah, I think this is a perfect example of uh, 
something that's more rare in the NFL that we don't see as much, but this I think is a situation where the wide receivers are making the quarterbacks and really the team in Tampa yeah, with Godwin that, and Mike Evans. That's what I thought was funny. You said Jimmy G supported a wide receiver one, and I almost chimed in and said no, a wide, a wide receiver, receiver one supported yeah. Jimmy yeah. G. <laughs> you wouldn't have been wrong. Yeah. And, and, and that yeah. is part of what's completely changed the whole dynamic of the wide receiver market in the NFL, it's been kind of crazy. And that's why it makes him a really fun position to, to yeah, break down. Yeah, because teams are starting to build differently than what we've seen. We've we've seen in the past a lot of quarterbacks go number one overall, a lot of quarterbacks going in the first round, and you're like, all right, we're going to build around these quarterbacks and we're going to get them a bunch of weapons later. Meanwhile, they're going to suck and get destroyed because they don't have a freaking offensive line and they're going to die. Yeah, it's too close to home, Nathan. And it, oh. Oh, yeah, Andrew Luck. Yeah, unlucky, right? Stop. Uh, But now we're starting to see things like, oh, well, we spent a first-round pick on Tua. He's kind of sucked so far, but we're not really uh, willing to wave the white flag yet. Let's let's get Tyreek on board here. Let's let let's see what Tua can do with these guys. Yeah, and it all started when they when the Jaguars tried to get Mister Sixty Six Case Man, but. Yeah, and it all. Oh, yeah, that's true. And it all started when, um, when the Jaguars played paid Christian Kirk a million, or, or yeah. not a million, uh, but lots I mean, of millions. We're of seeing dollars. this with Zach Wilson, but getting yeah, the wide receiver right. weapons. Yeah, I really like the way the Jets are building around Zach. You Wilson. should, and they should have. The Bears should have done the same thing here with Justin uh, Fields. Yeah, you're I, absolutely it's ridiculous. Right. But let's let's uh, keep going here. Um, I'll skip over a couple of these guys here, and our next tier is a big tier, big tier here. Uh, Amari Cooper, we won't really talk about, and Garrett Wilson. These are guys probably valued appropriately. We don't have Amari Cooper near as high as we did because uh, Deshaun Watson's screwed. Uh, Marquise Brown and Devonta Smith are two guys that in our rankings are buys and are going to continue to be buys. We like the value of Marquise Brown, especially on the Cardinals, especially with Kyler Murray, especially with DeAndre Hopkins out for the first eight weeks. I mean, from a production standpoint, holy smokes, man. I mean... The drops are a concern, but I think scheme-wise, he's a great fit. I think he's an ex- extremely good talent. He's young, and he's consistently being valued as a as an, as a high-end wide receiver three in some cases. I mean, that is yeah great value. He, I think he's going to produce in the first eight weeks. I would I would say he's probably going to produce as a wide receiver ten to fifteen. Like yeah, wasn't yeah. he like wide receiver yes. six? Yes, through yes. Lamar's first injury oh last year. His, his his point ceiling is is I don't even think we know it yet. So we love his value there in terms of a pick where you could take him sixth or seventh round and he could be a third or fourth round startup pick if he has an extremely good year this year. He has He's the guy with a lot of upside and a lot of potential to uh, his first stock to increase. And Devonta Smith a lot. I'm sorry, but Devonta Smith, a lot of the same. We've talked enough about him. Any more on these two guys? Uh, Marquise Brown is even more of a buy than we're seeing right now because we currently have him ranked as wide receiver 16 with the Amari Cooper drop. Yeah, sure. And he's a wide receiver 18 currently, so yeah. he's more like a He'll still be a hard buy, I think, in, yeah. in all of our opinions. Anything on Marquise yeah. Brown, Simon? Let's ride. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, Jerry yep, Judy go. Um, oh, is our, our next buy. And, you know, I think <laughs> it's still it's actually amazing to me that Jerry Judy is still a buy because I think his hype train has left the station. I can't get him in any leagues. And the price people want for him is pretty significant for somebody who's being... Uh, supposedly valued as a high-end wide receiver three on keep trade cut a guy that we probably suspect he's going to be a high-end wide receiver two or so this year i mean i I definitely think his production is going to jump a whole heck of a lot he's very talented he's very young he's very raw but he's got a great quarterback in russell wilson his situation has improved significantly and i think that says a lot about about 
Jerry Judy and where, but like I said, he, he's still technically a buy. And if you're if you're getting Jerry Judy at that low end or high end wide receiver three price, go go do it for sure. Yeah, we could have him even higher than we already do. Mm-hmm. At yes. wide receiver twenty one, he's projected on the year on underdog ADP to be wide receiver twenty one. And when a twenty three year old wide receiver finishes as wide receiver twenty one. He's With a new quarterback in Denver, it's pretty good. Named Russell Wilson, let's ride. Um, he will likely burst onto the scene as a top twelve wide receiver in Dynasty, because a young wide receiver two automatically gets that boost. Yep, man. Yeah, and that, I love him. I mean, I I snatch up all the Jerry Judy. I yeah, can get. Jerry Judy this season has the upside in Dynasty of helping you win your league because of where you can get him in startup drafts. I mean. Yeah, sure. gosh, I am all in on Judy. And this in year. the next Let, couple of years, he's so young. Like, ride with Jerry Judy, man. Yeah, let's ride. Let's ride. Um, Traylon Burks. Yeah, we'll talk about Traylon Burks and, and Drake London are both guys we have valued similarly. But and these, I don't really want to say a whole lot about this because number one, they're rookies and we have no clue. But you obviously have a note. I'll let you say it. Jameson Williams is also in here, and I would think he's valued pretty much correctly. Michael Pittman is the other guy in this tier. We're not really moving Michael Pittman up or down. We have him around the 20, and that's probably where he should be. People taking him higher is a little bit silly. We like his upside, but we don't. I don't know how much upside he actually offers. It would be interesting to see how that one plays out. Yeah. Any notes on any of those guys, though? Yes, I have a quick note on Traylon Burks. We get it. He shouldn't be undervalued because of the training camp thing and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. We, we have him. Uh, he is He has dropped in keep trade cut. He has dropped nine spots. Since we last That's updated so this year on the ST. Nine spots. He is wide receiver 26. Right. Uh, quiet on the set. This is something that is inexcusable. Quiet on the set. Official Dynasty Domain CRBST announcement. Traylon Burks is a buy. I mean, yep. this is... Yep. Why is he even, like... Fall, uh, because he has asthma? The training camp things are stupid. We saw it last year with Jamar Chase. But it's June. It's June. We don't play a football game until a real one until September. And you're shorting Traylon Burks because it's a thousand degrees in the Midwest and somebody can't breathe. Guys, it's been ninety five to ninety nine here recently. Like it's been two bad. weeks straight. It's awful, terrible. I can't breathe. Did I can't you, even walk up my deck. Did you know they played uh do you know they play football in the fall? No. When, when it starts to cool do down a little bit? No. No. Yeah. Crazy idea. And, and did you know that it's June, no. and, 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 and conditioning no. like is kind of a thing You mean Traylon Burks wasn't in tip-top shape coming right into the NFL? Is it almost like he just came out of college and no. is taking a huge step That's playing absurd. in the NFL? How could you say that? And there's not going to be like growing pains because he's, he's a rookie? I think he needs to drop 10 spots because of that. Did you say he dropped legit nine he, spots he, on Keep he Trade He is cut. wide receiver 26 on Keep Trade Cut right now. And he now. was wide receiver 17 at the last time we made these rankings, which was earlier this month. Yes. Go that get is bad. Traylon Burks. Holy smokes. You're talking about... That is inexcusable. That the, is inexcusable. Think about the target competition on the Titans. Uh, oh there's gosh. no more A.J. Brown. Woods. And that rookie that everybody's excited about. What's his name? Oh, I, dude, uh, the the crazy Kyle th- Phillips, right? I think yeah. that's who it is. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, so we have a, a rookie buy, which is interesting. We never have rookie buys ever. All these guys are technically registering as sells, but it's just because we're being a little bit more conservative on them. So we're not even advertising them as sells. Traylon Burks is an actual buy. 
That's really fun. Yeah, you should totally uh, take Malik Willis over Traylon Burks because uh, he was a quarterback that went in the third is, round. Is, is, but is you Malik, should draft him in the first is round. Is Malik Willis more valuable on keep trade cut than Traylon Burks? Uh, I don't know. That's uh, actually no a good way. question. There's no but way. But I've seen Malik Willis go ahead of Traylon Burks in rookie drafts even after no, the haven't. results of the NFL draft. Yes, remember, Simon? You Malik Willis uh, went at the 102 in that, that one league. Uh, oh, we did have a league no where Malik way. Willis went at the 102. That's yep. Check it. Check domain yep. one. Yep. In domain one, Malik Willis went at the 102. Yep. No, he didn't. Yes, yes, it did. Bro. No, he did not. Yeah. Pull it up right now. <laughs> That's a bit of a rabbit trail. Um, moving on to the next tier, we're talking about Elijah Moore, who we have really right where he belongs. Yes. He took a little bit of a drop that we're kind of with the Dynasty community on just because of the um, appearance of Garrett Wilson on the scene in New York, uh, helping to support Zach Wilson and maybe sort of like boost his production, which was next to nothing last season. Um, Mike Williams, we oh, have we talk as about a hard buy, one of our biggest, most significant buys on the CRBST. He's, he's one of my most rostered. Him and Devonta Smith yep. are two of my most rostered players. Yep. Mike Williams. Let's talk about somebody who's how old? 20? He's 27 years old. So he's younger than Stefan, tied to another top three or four quarterback in the league in Justin Herbert, especially from a production standpoint. Uh, he's proven he can do it. Keenan Allen's getting old. There's not a ton there outside of that. Eckler's getting old too. Uh, the tight end situation is not great. He clearly has chemistry with Justin Herbert. Again, one of the most productive quarterbacks. In the- what is there not to like? Wide receiver 38. Are you serious? In ADP, are you serious? What is there not to love about Mike Williams' situation for the next five years? In in a dynasty format, five years is a long time. Yep. Well, I I do not. I will never ever understand the hate that Mike Williams gets. He why is he always a buy? Why is that man always a buy? To go buy Mike Williams. He is a he is one of the hardest buys we have on this entire episode. Yeah, I actually uh, wrote a short on Mike Williams not too long ago that I posted on Locals. If you haven't uh, supported our Locals, please go check it out. Do it. It's super worth your time. We put a ton of time into this research on these players for you. And it's really, really telling. Um, and we're super good at it. We are really, we're pretty awesome. You yeah. Know? Uh, the same, when I wrote this short, uh, some of the players that were being taken, according to Keep Trade Cut and ADP, um, ahead of Mike Williams, please uh, get ready to cry. Gabe Davis. No. Sky Moore. Stop. Cortland freaking Sutton. That took everything in <laughs> me to not scream that. Um, Mike Evans, who is 29 years old, and Keenan Allen, who's 30 stop, years old. Stop. J- stop. Just stop. No, pe- legit stop. People are taking Gabe Davis over Mike Williams. Again, you people yeah. wonder why this game is so easy for people who win. That is, I mean, that is maybe the worst discrepancy I've ever heard in terms of value in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the the guys being taken in the range of Mike Williams, we're talking about Amon Ra. Amon Ra's going right behind Mike Williams. Um, okay, it's like, here's an it's, interesting it's like, note. it's like criminal. I, it's it's bad. Go yeah, ahead, Simon. Go ahead. Mike Williams bad. was a wide receiver one last year. Wide receiver 12 overall, I believe. With Keenan Allen. Yes. He's projected to be wide receiver 13 this year. That's Gabe low. Davis, wide receiver 22 is his projection. That's that's pretty rich for Davis. That in my is opinion. insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. But I will say this. If Gabe Davis... As how old is he? Maybe twenty four. I don't even know. I don't. Yeah. Own I think a single share, an, so I never look. At his I think page. he's twenty four. He's an older yeah. young guy. I think he's twenty four. 
but if he's 24 and finishes on a wide receiver as wide receiver 22 with Josh Allen on that Bills offense, then you could see him being well. Not you could see him. He should be valued above Mike Williams then. Because if, if he if finishes, Mike Williams finishes as a wide receiver one again. Yes, because no. you get you have the the four no. year. This is a Godwin. This is on a the Godwin, Bills offense. No, no, I I still wouldn't do it. I could because I get it. I think I think those guys when they finish as those low end wide receiver twos and they skyrocket off dynasty rings, I think those guys are good guys to sell. I think like, that's like a Michael yes, Pittman type thing, like um, Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool type thing. I think there are a lot of good examples of that actually being a good time to sell. Where as Mike Williams. He's consistently been a buy for years now. I think he'll continue to be a buy till the end of his career. You might be right. I mean, I think yeah. you're te- if you're if you're asking me to give you the odds that he, Mike Williams is going to be a wide receiver one for the next three years, I would say the odds are not as bad as you think because he was a wide receiver one last year. And I think his situation, unless the Chargers in the next three years go out and get another dominant weapon to add for Justin Herbert, but Keenan Allen's going to be on the decline. And Keenan Allen. I, th- his situation is, I think his situation is going to get better. Oh, there's, there's, there's Isaiah Spiller. There is no, there are no additional offensive weapons entering the Chargers' equation this year. Like Mike Williams is. Come on, man, Joshua why, Palmer. Why is he being ranked this low in dynasty? That's just that's all I want to know. And we put out a poll. This will you pull up the results of the Twitter poll? For yes, this? of the Terry McLaurin versus and, Mike and we Williams. Should, we can go ahead and talk about Terry McLaurin right now too, yeah. because Terry McLaurin is a guy that we have as a hard sell. And I just I've got to I I've got to say this with Terry. I do not see it. I'm sorry. He's an indie guy, and I really like him for that. And he went to you know high school right here in Indianapolis, a cathedral, and. A hometown guy, I but but, and, and from an NFL standpoint, I think he's a good wide receiver. I think you said that earlier, and I really agree with that. He is a very good NFL wide receiver. He is playing with his best quarterback, and Carson Wentz is playing with his best receiver. Sure, I'll give you that. That is a good argument for Terry McLaurin. He's only what twenty six. Yes. Yeah. So are you reading the response to that Twitter poll? No. I, so so the, yeah. the Twitter poll is which one would you rather have one for one, Mike Williams or Terry McLaurin? Yes. We are clearly taking Mike Williams, but what what were the results of the poll? Sixty two percent Terry McLaurin and thirty eight percent Mike Williams. Again, because that's hundred minus sixty two. Why is it but even close? Honestly, this is it, it's not close. It's 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 literally a blowout for the side that we're not in favor of. Yes, it is. A and, blowout. and I've said it multiple times, and this is making me realize something, but. This is why it's easy for people to win dynasty leagues. And honestly, wide receiver is a position where dynasty leagues can be won or lost at good wide receiver values. Honestly, because they provide depth, they provide long-term value, they have stability. If you're getting the right guys at wide receiver, you're setting yourself up for long-term success in a dynasty league. Obviously, quarterback goes with that too. But wide receiver is very important, especially in a super flex where you've got a bunch of guys that you're going to have to flex out too. Um Terry McLaurin we have as a hard sell. And, I, and I, again, I, I see the argument for it. But honestly, you're telling me that Wentz is the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin's ever had? Yes. I'll tell you not by much. Wentz uh, is... Really, by, by much. Yeah, I say by it's much. by a lot. No. Yeah. Bruh. Um, no. Who, who is even close to Carson Wentz? I'm, I'm saying... Taylor Heineke. Sure. No. I, I, I mean, oh, my gosh. Bruh. You seriously, you seriously think that that Terry McLaurin is going to be that much more productive? Okay, than Carson Wentz can this come year? back to me, please. Just look into it. Please look into it. 
because I looked into it a lot. Please, no, no, no. no. I'm please a, I, just this go is check not. No, 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 no. This is not something I'm looking into. Okay, but okay. so I, I'm All telling right. you that Carson Wentz probably is not going to be the quarterback there after this year. I mean, I think he's probably this is it Who for knows? Carson Wentz. I mean, you really think he's going to go there and find success? I mean, he literally... No, he couldn't no, find success the, the here. fantasy perfect situation for him. We're talking fantasy. We're not talking under- NFL success. I understand. So doesn't Terry McLaurin kind of have that same safety belt that all these other guys we have, we were talking about? He has that fail-safe of Carson Wentz sucks, he gets a new quarterback. Sure, but the problem is Terry McLaurin as a talent is not something that intrigues me enough to where I think his ceiling is high enough for it to ever be worth it for me to grab him where he's been I understand. grabbed in drafts. But, I mean, what if he goes to Baltimore? Because there's a lot of talks of him getting traded and going somewhere else. Again, I, I if he went to Baltimore, as, as long as even if they had Bateman, I would take Bateman over McLaurin. Like, huh. I, I don't see it talent-wise with McLaurin. And no, and it's more of a knock on Carson Wentz than it is saying that any of the other what quarterbacks that Terry McLaurin has played with have been solid quarterbacks. Because the quarterback play there, while he has been there, has been terrible. And he's still been a wide receiver, too. Sh- sure. See, okay, that is so, his ceiling. I don't know. I think his ceiling's a lot higher than that because that was with crap horrible QB play. Right. And because here's the argument DJ Moore is, That's why DJ Moore is being ranked yes. so high is because of his crap quarterback I, I, play and there's the hope that he's going to do better. The difference is the age gap. Yeah, here's the argument someone on Twitter made. And, and they say, I actually love this question because it's two players he's high on, right? This is from the Dynasty God on Twitter. And he says, he, I suppose I'll take Terry, but Mike Williams should be the wide receiver one for Herbert this year for whatever that's worth. And we all know that is worth a lot. The, the wide receiver one for Justin Herbert on the Chargers, which is an explosive offense, and we could see them being a top five offense in the NFL. But he's saying Terry is the best wide receiver that Carson Wentz has ever had, and Wentz is also the best QB that Terry's ever had. Yeah, and yeah, I think Nathan and I, it, I would agree with that. I agreed with it. I said it. Okay. So you really but not don't... by much. Okay. I, that's the thing. So we just, just disagree on that. I just don't think it's going to make a and by not by much. I th- I mean I don't think it's going to make a a significant enough difference for Terry McLaurin's value or production to go up that much. And you you make a valid point because this is really the first time Terry has had some significant competition because he now has Curtis Samuel, who whatever that's worth, decent because he's Jahan Dotson. He's finally there. You go. That's what I was going to say. Is Curtis Samuel and Jahan but Dotson even, finally you, you both? Can't, you can't. You can't dip your toe into both pools here because you want to go off about Logan Thomas averaging 12.5 points per game minimum and you want to go off about <laughs> liking Dotson but you don't but you also want no, to say I actually I I don't like Dotson at Washington but you I, like Dotson I love as Dotson prospect. as a receiver and If a you prospect. believe in him as a prospect then right, but you're going to believe in that. the in the short term in the short term he's not going to be doing much and you think that's because Terry McLaurin is going to be dominant Terry McLaurin will still be dominating the receiver oh, targets. Gosh. I, you know what? I, Logan Thomas is a tight end really is going to do really do you, well, too. Do you, but do you so. really think that Wentz... Is, but they're going to run the ball a ton. They've said it. Do you really think that Wentz is going to do any better than he did last year in Indy? Wentz didn't have a bad season last year. No, he'll year probably do the same. But I think... Which is, I do not which think is, he will do the same. Which is I better than... He has a worse O-line, a worse running game... But he's a better scheme, receiver core. Worse, co- worse exactly. coaching. Exactly. So right. he'll be throwing but, but it. But we the saw ball it with more. Wentz last year. It yeah, wasn't he, necessarily the receivers. It was the reads. It was the it was accuracy. It right. was Wentz. So if you're okay, so the coaching Wentz. in Indy, even even it though was it was above average situation. and very good, he still didn't care. Carson Wentz does him wherever he goes because he can't really adjust. So won't he just do him in Washington too? The problem with Carson Wentz doing him is him is not that yeah, good. Yeah, I know. I, well, I think Carson Wentz doing him is pretty stellar. It's just the fact that he can't do it all the time. 
Well, and, he's, and, yes. he's got some special inside him, but he's also got some bonehead idiot shovel pass right into a pick six inside that is, him. That is why the, the Colts end, let him go. And at the end of the day, that all evens out and settles into a nice, cool, mediocre. Which, which is, is exactly better well. than what they've had. Honestly, I think it it's even worse than mediocre because it's stellar mixed with poison and, and it'll never get you anywhere. Which is, which is exactly my point with Terry. I, I think he is the best wide receiver Carson Wentz has ever had. I think Carson Wentz is the best quarterback that Terry's ever had. Yep. It's not gonna it's not gonna change things for me. Um I don't see it. I, Hi, okay. I don't see it. Heineke compared to Wentz last year there was there was like an eight touchdown no, pass stop. difference. I, this is ridiculous. Wentz was the better with a QB better last year, with far a better running. Yeah, I do. Wentz think was a better quarterback last year. Absolutely. Far and away. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody's arguing that. Let's not. Yeah. Go, let's yes. not go into bullcrap. Um, we we did kill two birds with one stone with Mike Williams and Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Um, and yeah. thank you to the Dynasty God on Twitter for that answer because it is helpful when we get to see both sides because we have our opinions, the three of us, even though we even differ. And then there's you guys and people, and we like to make sure we're showing both sides of every argument if we can. Sometimes we get stuck up and focused on ourselves but thank you for doing that and next person we're going to talk about is avery i don't i don't know you took that transition i have no idea where you're okay going. got you <laughs> um i'd like to talk about mike evans because i think as we just saw we were talking about in this startup in domain seven we just saw him going before so many good players we saw him go before chris godwin okay that let's just let's keep it at that let's only talk about that um <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, both wide receivers on the Bucks, <laughs> but a three-year difference between them, a talent difference. I, yes. I think Chris Godwin's. I, I've said it time and time again. I think Chris Godwin is one of the most talented receivers in the NFL. The uh, Mike Evans is is after Brady. I definitely see his value taking a huge hit. I, I mean, between the age and look, and Mike Evans has been a great dynasty asset. But in terms of going forward, like if you're not taking Chris Godwin now, like when are you ever going to make the switch? And Chris Godwin has shown that he has just as high, if not a higher ceiling, than Mike Evans. So that's a little bit ridiculous. So we have him as a sell. And, I, you know, for a contending team, I think Mike Evans is a good piece. Oh, I think he's an amazing piece. I really like him. I don't think he's a sell. I think he's a buy for every contending team that there is. Maybe. And that's why we're working on a new um, format on our CRBST to kind of score how good a player is for just the longevity of your mm -hmm. dynasty team versus the contending. Yes. Value and I think Mike Evans is about as good as it gets because look, he has no target competition. Gronk is gone, Chris Godwin is going to be hurt for the first half of the season. Probably Russell Gage is, is, is who? Um, <laughs> um oh, so I, I really think Mike Evans Worked is a great piece this right year. So I'm not sure he's a sell at all, yeah. but. He should not be going in the fifth round of a startup before guys that are six yeah, years it, it younger. It just depends on where he's being drafted. I mean, because if you're telling me Mike Evans at wide receiver 21, I think he is a sell. And that's where his ADP is at. It's, that's, it's, that's too high for me, even on a contender yeah, team. Yeah, I understand. But it is, yes. And, and I'm going to write off of what you said there because a lot of these guys, the reason they're being picked this high is because they have this fail safe that we keep talking about, about their quarterback. Mike but, Evans is too old for that fail safe to apply. He is going to be. 29 years old this yeah. season yep so next season when he does get this new quarterback he will already be 30 years old that's not that's too old for us to really be saying he's going to have some lasting value with a new quarterback yeah i yeah i agree i think for a contender mike evans is a good piece if he's going as early as why should be 21 I'm, I'm selling him if he's somewhere in between there because keep chick has him at 28 i think that's more accurate you know he could be easily if you're contending i wouldn't be selling him by any means 
I, if but if you're you know a rebuild team, you're definitely 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 moving off of Mike Evans. Two guys here that we technically have a, has buys. One I wholeheartedly agree with, but Juju, I think he's valued pretty correctly right now. DeAndre Hopkins definitely is a buy. DeAndre Hopkins is 100% a buy in my opinion. He's registered as a hard buy on our system, and the price that he's going for because he got suspended uh, is pretty hilarious actually because he's going in the 40s. He's going as wide receiver 41, wide receiver 44, somewhere in that range in startup drafts right now. And pr- from a production standpoint, I mean, realistically, do we really think that DeAndre Hopkins is going to, in the last eight games at least, is going to finish less than anything as a wide receiver too with Kyler Murray? Mm, I think he's entering the 30 years old age. He's just coming off a of suspension. I don't. Who knows how much he has left in the tank I have him ranked quite a bit lower than both of you, but um, Nathan and I just talked about this earlier. So yeah, this uh, I think best case scenario, this is his uh, final year of elite relevancy. Yeah, I I don't think that's especially with because the, he's thirty. W- no, um, Marquise Brown, and I mean you're, t- uh, you're they're, elite? they're they're bringing yeah. they're bringing elite. Elite meaning he, he will still be serviceable. He will he'll be serviceable he's, for a couple. But he's more being years. drafted in the forties in dynasty. Yeah, yes. I have him ranked at I have him ranked at wide receiver thirty five. I don't think I'm going out and hard buying DeAndre Hopkins. Nah. personally, we have him as a buy, which him, it makes I got him sense. For Kareem Hunt. Mm. Uh, uh, you guys are going to get smashed this year if you think that's even close. It's, uh, that's literally Kareem so Hunt was dumb. wide receiver, running back nine before he got hurt last year. Kareem Hunt, who even knows he's who he's going to play for after this year? Who, yeah. who even knows how much he's, he's, so he's who even still twenty six? What DeAndre Hopkins is going to do after this year? That would be my argument. Yeah, I I think DeAndre Hopkins is a little bit safer than asset. I think I think if DeAndre Hopkins was playing the first eight games this year, we wouldn't even be having. Yes, this because discussion. he is one of the he's a, an incredible receiver, and I understand yeah. that. And, yeah, he, so, and he hasn't uh, really shown any signs of falling off. Well, except he has for last year. injury. Okay, which is concerning. And this, if you look off, at uh, yeah, if you look at Andre Julio. Johnson, Julio, Andre Johnson was the guy who who came before DeAndre Hopkins, and Hopkins. Hopkins basically replaced him, but this this age was this was right around the time when Andre Johnson started going down, and yeah. freaking Apple, Gregson made a stupid move. To Julio sign was on the insane Colts, until he started getting hurt. Yeah. Right, and Julio yep. and yep. that was at age thirty three. No, Julio was thirty three last season. He started okay, getting so hurt in like 20, 2020, like 2019. He was thirty one. All right, we'll see. Yeah, I'll take. I'll yeah. keep the receipts on this. One. I mean, I don't know, uh, but for, we for do, him to go as for DeAndre Hopkins to go as a wide receiver four. No, seriously. Which I think, in our opinion, makes him more. In in Simon and I's opinion, we're not hard selling He's DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. If we had Hop, we're not selling him. I'm not going to give up a ton to get DeAndre Hopkins. You wouldn't give up Kareem Hunt to get DeAndre Hopkins. It depends on my oh, state of team blah. need. You guys are. But also, I mean, I'm not depending on D. I'm not depending on D Hop to win me the season this year because he's not playing half the season. Okay, when you're playing Dynasty and when you're trying to win a championship in Dynasty, yes. you're looking for guys to take your ceiling to the next level. We preach this hey. all the time. So, yes. So, stop. So 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 me as a back. so me as a contender. I'm looking for guys that I can plug into my flex spot, and you you don't think that DeAndre Hopkins can come in at the end of the season healthy? By the way, he's not injured; he's suspended. You don't think he can come in and he has a ceiling of 20 points a game with the absence of Deshaun Watson and Cleveland? I, I'm not talking about this anymore. I'd rather no take Kareem. Oh my gosh! All right, you guys wrap it up. I yeah. I've, Anybody else you want to talk about? Um. 
I think we've got uh, we've got Brandon Cooks as a buy. We well, we just talked about Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I mean, I think we buy. can just kind of quickly quick fire. Um, we have Brandon Cooks as a buy. I think Amon Ra St. Brown's a buy. Avery, I know you think Christian Kirk's a buy. Yes. Uh, we all think Allen Robinson is a buy for a contending team. Um, Robert Woods, same deal. I think other guys that we could see extreme value in are um, uh, Tyler Boyd. He's a great value for a contending team. Um, and then there's some other guys that are worth taking a look at, like uh, Calvin Ridley, Kadarius Tony, Chase Woods? Claypool. Did I say Robert Woods? I believe I did. So yeah. th- there's a lot of interesting guys really late into your your drafts, that you, or even guys you can trade thirds for and, and get o- some Odell really Beckham. good service. Yeah, there you go. When he signs Odell. somewhere, he's gonna be worth a ton more than he yep. is now. Oh yeah, did we say uh, Gabe Davis is a sell? Oh, Adam <laughs> Thielen. Gosh, Adam. Th- these are all guys that are very very serviceable. You can plug in and and play and win your dynasty league yeah i think we touched on the important ones so as always we have the dynasty domain crbst available on our locals page it's really cheap it's like three dollars a month and that's like nothing and we haven't even adjusted it for inflation so you should be happy and you should be taking advantage because technically it's a lot cheaper than it was like two or three months ago so check it out uh we've got our rankings on there we've got our crbst we write some pretty good shorts if we say so ourselves uh and then also you can check out dynastydomain.com we've got most of our content there you can also join a league there and follow us on dynasty at, at dynasty domain on twitter let us know how we're stupid in the things that we said that were stupid today i'm sure you'll have some of them i certainly think that there were some stupid things said today um but outside of that thanks for listening this has been dynasty domain dynasty domain